Our first review of the day is going to be the film Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's is an adaptation of the 2014 uh, video game. Um, we were just talking about that beforehand. I have never played the video game, but Dust and Nick have some experience with it. Um, and to my knowledge about the video game, there's really not much story to it. It's pretty simple. There's a security oh. guard um, who's in a place. It's in like your ripoff version of Chuck E. Cheese, where you have like the little animatronic stuff that moves around and talks and things like that, sings little songs. Um, and then you play the security guard who has to watch these monitors and then you have to keep watch of them or else the animatronics will come and get you while you're in your little security guard station here. Um, so it'd be interesting to hear Dusk and Nick's perspective mm -hmm. since they've played the video game and, you know, seen some of the video game, how much did this movie, you know, does a good job at translating it well in this movie. So it being a movie, you have to add some, of course, to make it a feature length film, add some more story to it, mm -hmm. add some original characters, you know, beef up it a beef it up more so in this movie you have josh josh hutcherson people might know josh hutcherson he was in the hunger games series um mm -hmm. he also short... may he also may have traumatized you with uh bridge to terabithia for all of you uh millennial and uh, gen z audience oh man yeah he was in that as well uh fellow short king as well um <laughs> got that going on uh but he plays a character named mike uh mike a very troubled character is going through a lot of stuff right now you know, he's left to raise uh, his sister, his very young sister named Abby, and he needs a job. He needs work. And then, of course, that puts him in a position to work for the uh, Fazbear's Pizza Place, um, where he's the overnight security guard. Uh, but he also has trouble with his past because he let um, his younger brother um, kind of get kidnapped and go away. And then he starts noticing, of course, with this being a horror thing. Um, very strange things starts to happen at night with these animatronics, and he has to be, and he has to go ahead and fight them uh, to protect himself and his sister as well. So that's kind of the basic setup you have here of the whole Five Nights at Freddy's story here, and kind of what's going on. Um, also, keep in mind this movie is PG thirteen, so if you're expecting mm -hmm. anything super gory or anything like that, you're probably not going to get that. Mm -hmm. um, oh, it's only on me. Uh, super gory there. Um, it's just PG thirteen, so mm -hmm. you're not going. So I'm going to pass to these guys, get their guys, get their thoughts on it. So, uh, Dusk and Nick, what were your thoughts on Five Nights at Freddy's? So with a game like Five Nights at Freddy's, it, it the very concept of it is inherently something that's very silly. It's like you're just the lone security guard. Your job is to watch over these uh, all of these animatronics that are possessed. And I feel like kind of similar to Halo, a lot of the lore and a lot of the real intrigue with this series, it came from from sources outside of the games. It's like uh, books, comics, uh, uh, subreddits, online fan theories about what happened mm -hmm. with these animatronics and why they are the way they are. I feel like that took so much more priority over the actual story of the game because if you play the game, there really isn't any. And here, I feel like the biggest fault of this movie is the additions that they make to this story. They don't, they don't really contribute to the story of this, uh, of the film and what we're really here to see, which is the, is the kind of like spook house of this animatronics and all these hauntings. And I feel like that's really the big flaw of this because the movie 
for being this kind of like PG-13 movie, it's supposed to be like this very kind of spooky. It's supposed to be like this very fun thing. But the movie plays it so straight that it ultimately ends up just being kind of boring. I wonder, um, I don't know if you guys saw it, uh, but because it, it was like another Five Nights, but it was like mm-hmm. a ripoff. Uh, the one with Nicolas Cage. What was that? Oh, uh, Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. See, that's for as flawed as I think that movie is, that that movie really embraces the absurdity of this concept. And I think, I think a bit, I think I actually kind of liked Willie's Wonderland more than this because if nothing else, that was at least more entertaining to me. Hmm. Just, what you yeah, I'm kind of mixed on on this movie. <laughs> on the one hand, I think Jim Henson and his puppet team, uh, his mm-hmm. animatronic team, did a fantastic job. I think I love seeing physical animatronics not heavy <laughs> on the CGI completely. It was great to see it. I was really happy to see what I did. But yeah, like Nick, I was kind of going. I'm here for the animatronics. I'm mm-hmm. here to see more. Yeah, why, why are we spending so much time with dream sequences with this character's backstory? Yeah, like to, to me, I, I had nothing wrong with the human <laughs> side of the story to it because as the games kind of go along, the human side of the story is actually import, is important <laughs> to okay. it. But let's be, uh, but I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. You, you're right in saying there's not a lot of plot in the Fazbear, <laughs> the Five Nights at Freddy's story, but there is a lot of lore. Mm-hmm. in it lore that gets built over time so too much in my opinion <laughs> so sh- stripping it down taking away some of the complications that show up later the inconsistencies later the retcons the pseudo retcons but not quite really uh the the ones that give theor- theorists their bread and butter especially matt pat who cameoed in this movie <laughs> in a very funny little moment he <laughs> was the uh, du- uh the uh, i won't spoil it but he makes himself very well known in it Mm -hmm. uh fellow youtuber matt pat from the game theory but all this kind of culminates is i like the feel of the movie Mm -hmm. i like every the attention to detail is great i think the acting is actually very well done for the most Mm -hmm. part i just think that i can't believe i'm saying this it's played a little too straight Mm -hmm. it's played a little too safe it it needed that edge it needed that like Mm -hmm. more i need to be more uncomfortable yeah, if it was just Mike's Mike's yeah, character I, alone mm-hmm. for the entire bottleneck, like Willie's Wonderland, mm-hmm. I would have felt, and he just can't leave, mm-hmm. or for some reason. I, but yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys kind of come in. With yeah, this I, bit. I feel like that's a big flaw because with Willie's Wonderland, that takes place over one night with uh, Nicolas Cage stuck inside this like ripoff Chuck E. Cheese. But with here, because it's in the title. It's in the. It's in the game. You have five nights. You have to stretch it out. So it kind of ruins your suspension of disbelief when you know the first sign of something weird going on. Josh Hutcherson isn't saying, "Fuck this, I'm out." Mm. To be fair, he's tripping hard on <laughs> sleep depravity. Yeah, yeah, and he's terrible at his job too. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you was doing the night shift and you was all alone and your whole job was just watching this, I mean, wouldn't you just go to sleep too? Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, fuck it, I'm just, you know, watch the door. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so with this movie, I think, this, yeah, it is, I think, a little overly serious. You know, all this backstory, 
um, and these constant dream sequences that he keeps going back to that all, like I, that kind of I was a little confused about that as far as like it mm-hmm. can all of a sudden it, just it fe- go to it a feel- specific dream or it feels like it's pulled from a completely different movie like this was a like the main uh, story of this movie was a script that was kind of like lost or neglected by the studio and a writer just slapped five nights at Freddy's onto it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole dream sequence stuff, I thought that was, I think that was just to me, felt like to just pad the movie out a little bit more. Um, I get you want to do a little bit more backstory stuff there mm-hmm. about why he has, you know, maybe this, you know, you, you learn like why he has a certain grudge or edge that Mike has, you know, about his character. A lot of it's because he lost his brother and, you know, he felt very responsible for that. Um, and then there's the story with Abby and it's like, can, you know, his younger sister, can he take care of her? And then there's a custody battle going on between you know him and his aunt. Um, who, yeah. Who is cartoonishly evil. Yeah. And I feel like it, and I feel like with a better movie or at least a more fun movie like mm-hmm. this would have leaned more into, into the tone of the movie that she was playing. In. Yeah. It her her acting felt more like an old Jim Henson production <laughs> from the earlier days, but everyone else was Blumhouse acting, taking mm-hmm. the horror kind of seriously and being very kind of dreary. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, 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 nah. Like one of the other guys, one of the other. Either you're going super mm-hmm. extremes and this is happening, or you're you're taking this all serious and we're going more into the psychological and the the fear of them these things trying to get it get at you mm-hmm. another thing i thought of they could have easily just if they didn't want to do a whole one more uh whole one day he could have just been a things escalate first day fine you leave mm-hmm. come back second day things escalate a little more don't know third day things escalate to the point where it's like oh i screw this i'm out of here and mm-hmm. then alarm goes off i'm stuck here what and i can't mm-hmm. leave it becomes a groundhog day Mm-hmm. moment that would start ratcheting in and he can't but the injuries pertain over the days and he just can't leave or something can't leave mm-hmm. that would have been and you could have revealed why that is or some other mm-hmm. i yeah i think this movie you, you know what, i'll say this i'm impressed with the effects mm-hmm. for a video game movie translation considering what the story is they did a memorable job translating a, mm-hmm. a game that honestly didn't have much plot and then over time developed a, a story in mm-hmm. characters it the location is exactly what i thought fazbear's pizza place would be mm-hmm. they keep the characters from most of the lore changing some things here and there but not really completely losing some aspects but eh, at this point it's too convoluted so it's fine going back to basics in a way mm-hmm. and yeah i think in that ability to do so i just enjoyed the effects i enjoyed Mm -hmm. the simplicity of it in a way but i did get this feeling of this feels like two different things Mm -hmm. it never quite gels together and i no matter how much i wanted it to you want to give your rating now uh i saw i was looking at uh, uh what some other people had thought at this time at this time and looking at it and uh um, I saw it being rated pretty, pretty low mm-hmm. on the totem pole, and I just don't think that's fair. This movie's not terrible, not at all. Mm-hmm. It's workmanlike, mm-hmm. especially for a first time. 
This could easily branch out to a franchise. There's just a lot of things they need to work on. I could see these characters coming back, threats getting more serious and having bigger stakes. I want to see more of the animatronics. I want to see more of this. Mm. This is something I'd like to see. And the way the movie kind of ends without spoiling anything does hint to possible franchise happening, or at least leaves enough there for things to be ambiguous mm -hmm. in a certain point. So with all these considered, I think this is a, I think this is a solid stream. It, you don't have to go to a theater to see this. Not at all. You can just stay home and kind of chill, relax, watch this on occasion. This is a good, this is a good um, movie you put in the background on Halloween as you do something else and then you see the highlights whenever the animatronics are on you're like oh no time to pay attention mm -hmm. or that's kind of i feel i know i'm giving it's it's the lowest stream i can get stream and i can mm -hmm. get it but i it's not a terrible movie it mm -hmm. does everything it kind of set out to do but nothing more and okay. that might be its greatest sin unfortunately um yeah like you said, I agree with you. Uh, like the animatronic work. So this was Jim Hinchin's oh, uh, yeah. feature it, shop here. Uh, oh yeah, the, yeah. It, uh, this is a very flawed movie, but none of them involve the the effects worked by the Henson Henson Creature Shop because all of it it is so impressive, especially seeing it seeing all of the animatronics interact with people on screen. It's so much fun to watch, and that's the best part of the movie. Yeah. I, I think that is really great. I love that work. It looks great on camera. Um, I think that works very effective. Like Nick says, you know, works really, really well, even with the, with the human actors uh, there. I think that's fantastic. Uh, Matthew Lillard is in this movie. Um, I think he kind of feels like I think he knows what movies and yeah. I think he's playing to it. And I think he's having a lot of fun. Um, I enjoy his performance in here. Um, it's pretty much that. I think that his performance is the only performance I really like in here really mm. all that much. Um, and really thought it was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, everything else was kind of like I said. Everybody else is kind of like, eh. I mean, Josh Hutchinson, Mike. It feels like he's in a completely other movie. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. That that's the biggest flaw with uh, a lot of the performances in this. And as much as I liked, uh, mm -hmm. as much as I liked all of these actors in here, like uh, Josh Hutcherson, I think he's doing a good job with uh, playing Mike. As much as I liked Elizabeth Lale, uh, who all of you uh, might remember from uh, as being the love interest from the first season of You. It feels like oh. they're in a completely different movie. Yeah. And it and Matthew Lillard is really the only one who understands the assignment here. Yeah. They felt like they were in an A24 movie. <laughs> or another or another <laughs> like he's going through psychosis stuff and, and there's and he's going through issues and he has sleep and he, he wants uh something happened to his family and he has issues and she's just this cop. And they end up becoming having like a friendship that blossoms to something. It's a really kind of really simple movie mm -hmm. that we did for a budget, but a really good character piece. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, there happens to be animatronics in this too. <laughs> there happens to be killer animatronics in yeah. here. It's just in the background. There's just in the background. You never actually see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess I, yeah, I'll give my rating now and pass it to Nick uh, so he can give his final thoughts and rating on it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of with Dust. I don't think it's anything you have to go to the mm -hmm. theaters to go see. I don't think it's that interesting of a horror movie to go see. Uh, to see it in theaters, um, especially when it's on Peacock. If you have Peacock, one of the '80s, you know, streaming service out there that you can get. Um, yeah, probably probably the streaming service you forgot you had. Mm. Yeah, uh, maybe you signed up for that. Was it like a first three months, six months? <laughs> yeah, when uh, 
Yeah, you you signed up for that 30-day free trial when Halloween Kills was announced was going to drop same day and just never canceled it. Yeah. Uh, There's other better stuff that you can watch on Peacock, I think, Mm -hmm. than this. Uh, You know, and... Yeah, I, I don't think it's really all that in- interesting besides just like, okay, it's good creature, you know, creature effects mm-hmm. with a lot of the animatronics. I don't think it's really that interesting. When it was with the animatronics, it was good. And I think a lot of the human stuff is pretty weak and mm-hmm. it doesn't really balance it out. Um, so for me, I would give it uh, kind of a burn it for me. High burn it, mm-hmm. low stream it territory. What about mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Yeah, for me, this is a very frustrating movie because mm-hmm. I I see elements in here and I see when it works, like with the animatronics, when it's interacting, when they're interacting with a lot of the human cast. And there's a, a, a couple scenes in here, like uh, one in the trailer where you get people that are breaking into the Fazbear's place and all the animatronics are going crazy, killing all these people. And even though it's not... Uh, you know, explicitly gory, you see a lot of it in silhouette, you hear the sound design on it, and it's legitimately creepy. And Mm -hmm. that's probably the best scene in the movie. But it's also uh, has to compete with a lot of this, uh, this backstory and a lot of this uh, scenes of trying to overcomplicate this very simple concept of just this guy that is having to be the security guard of this inherently creepy place and these scary animatronics. Mm. The animatronics, they look fantastic. I like the performances of all the actors here. I like Josh Hutcherson. I feel like he adds a lot of depth to Mike where the script kind of lets him down. I liked his chemistry with Elizabeth Lale and the actress who's playing uh, his little sister, Abby. Mm -hmm. And I really dug Matthew Lillard in this. He's kind of one of these one of the like consistently great character actors whenever you see him. But I feel like this movie's tone is kind of just, just very self-serious to the point where the movie isn't fun to watch. And that's ultimately, I think the goal of uh, like a like late night spook house kind of movie that I think this was going for. And I feel like this would have benefited from like a campier treatment. Because I feel like uh, Blumhouse has really, really danced the lines of going from camp and having fun with a lot of their horror movies. Like just uh, earlier this year with Megan, I feel like this would have benefited from a similar tone. But the movie's on Peacock and I... I'm struggling to think of things I can recommend about it other than the animatronics because I feel like um, I was glad that I didn't see this in the theater because <laughs> I would probably be more mad about that. But for me, this is just a skip it. Uh, there's so much better movies, better horror movies that came out this year, uh, better movies that you can find on even on Disney Plus that are a better introduction to horror even for younger kids, which I'm guessing this is aimed at. Mm. Yeah, there. That's where the tone kind of confused me a bit. Where there's the moments when they interact with uh, certain characters and they're a lot more friendly. I'm like, and with the music choices for a few scenes, I, I just go, "Who is this? <laughs> who is this for?" Because <laughs> and some of this, this could work for with young teens yeah. and, and younger, uh, slightly younger audience. But then this is PG thirteen, and yeah, it, people are getting hurt. Yeah, for me, it's like, what are you going for? Because I think a movie like Megan, which came out earlier this year, yeah, it knew that it was. that danced that line perfectly. Because mm-hmm. while Megan is doing like completely horrific things, yeah. it's 
the movie's tone is like light enough that it's laughing at the absurdity of it all. Yeah. Uh, it also doesn't hurt that it was R rated first and then cut down to a PG 13. Mm. So it knew it was an R rated tone movie that it was already dancing that line. And because you can tell the violent moments get mm -hmm. cut out here. I wonder if that, so to give yeah. a little background on <laughs> yeah. this, I, I, this movie yeah, does feel like it was an R rated that got yeah, cut down. Yeah. There's a, there is like one moment in here where you could very easily see this movie being rated R mm. and, and it's probably the best scene in the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So low stream it from dust, skip mm -hmm. it from Nick and kind of a low stream it, burn it for me um, with five night. At yeah. <laughs>